0: Welcome in. Welcome back. Connor O'Neill, Ways and here on a Thursday. A little bit of a later episode this week. I admittedly was on vacation for a couple of days, so it's my fault. But it's kind of good that we waited, I guess, because wait. CFL, the fall edition of the CFL Scouting Bureau dropped this afternoon. I am excited by it, I guess, but I'm also a little bit upset by it. So let's let's. Let's start here. Let's let's run through the names, talk about this a little bit. Let's uh let's make all the listeners wait because it is U Sports. We U Sports football kicks off this weekend. But we're gonna make you wait. We talked about it on Tuesday, Wednesday. Now we're gonna talk about the Scouting Bureau and make you wait until we talk some more U Sports football.
1: All right. Are we starting at the top or the bottom?
0: The top. I mean, let's we let's start know, at the top. We all know. The, the number uh, one is obvious, <laughs> and I wholeheartedly agree. Curtis
1: Rourke, younger brother of the Nathan Rourke. Sorry, I just get my mic in front of me.
0: Uh, Gabe Wallace. Else.
1: Gabe Wallace, who was a opt-out late last year. Theo Benedet, the outstanding uh, lineman from U Sports a year ago. Kyle Hergel from Boston College. Isaiah Adams, Illinois. Nick Mardner, another uh, old back from last year. Daniel Johnson, a deferral. Geo Manu, a deferral. Ah, uh, Justin Sambu was a deferral, I believe. Think so Jeff- too. Uh, Jeffrey Canton Arku uh, from Memphis, Anim Dankwa, who was a deferral. Tanner McLaughlin was a deferral. Christian Nakanu was a deferral. Malik Straker, I'm excited for him. Uh yes. Nick Weeb uh, Ajuaju, who is listed at Garden City Community College and in bracket South Florida. He also went to Clemson as his first stop. So three schools. Three stops for him. Yeah, kind of a weird, weird spot. John Bose, uh, the big offensive line from the Calgary Dinos. Cale uh, Dava from Tennessee Tech. Uh, DeHell Duncan Busby from Bemidji State. And Eric
0: Schoen from Holy Cross. All right, give me, your, give me your initial reactions on this. I think we can, like, Curtis Rourke, unanimous, number one. I don't think he's going to move off that spot all year. I don't even think we need to talk about Curtis Rourke. See older brother, Nathan, for examples of what is to come. I think that's all that needs to be said. Apparently, apparently, according to his coach, like Curtis Rourke, Curtis Rourke has more juice than Nathan did at Ohio right now. So that's very exciting. Let's not spend too much time on this kid because we know he's going to be. But yeah, other than Curtis Rourke, what were your kind of overall reactions to this list? Because I had mine. I think my initial reaction was like, okay,
1: Everyone that had hype building last year in the draft process that deferred, they just threw onto the list because they already knew what they were looking forward to in these players, and now there is no more chances to defer. They have to be into this draft, and they're going mm-hmm. to be front-loading the draft because of that. Um, a guy like Theo Benedett, I believe, is going to be up at this top end the entire time. Geo Manuel will have the same chance tanner mclaughlin i'm interested in because he's so athletic that i could see him really rising um another guy is john Bose. i i think the east west bowl really helped him uh and this upcoming year for the dinos is going to further that even more
0: yeah that was um he was a name that you know uh he was a name that stood out to me especially from from what we saw at the east west bowl he's a huge huge offensive lineman i think he's gonna have a really dominant season in the can west with the calgary dinos only four u sports prospects on this list and and we talked about this like we were texting about this a little bit this is kind of what happens i said i was disappointed which i am i'm disappointed that there's only only four u sports prospects but you know you made a good point there's a lot of familiarity on this list there's a lot of guys that were on this list already last year and deferred so scouts coaches whoever is putting this list together is kind of coming back to that familiarity a little bit these guys that they're excited to see want to see believe are going to be pro players nonetheless i am still a little bit disappointed that it's only four u sports prospects but but to circle back to what we were talking about when we were texting you said you know this this kind of happens every year the 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 start of the year is light with U Sports prospects as the season rolls on it kind of fills out fills out fills out as we get to the winter and the spring editions I, I feel like that's going to be the case again this year There's a ton of talented players in, in U Sports right now a ton of talented draft prospects in U Sports I think it's just the bias in me coming out like obviously There's a lot of a lot of names on here that you know we recognize that we talked about last year that we spent time on last year like a Gabe Wallace um you know like like a Tanner McLaughlin like we were talking about so I I get it but I just want to see I think it's just a bias in me that wants to see more U sports representation and I think we will um but overall it's hard to argue with you know the fall edition of this list like a guy like Curtis Rourke, like we said number one Gabe Wallace we thought very highly of him last in last year's draft process he comes in at number two Theo Benedict the JP Metris Trophy winner For you sports at number three that was a little bit shocking to me I I thought he was going to fall in the top 10. I didn't think he was going to fall I I didn't think he was going to be one of the top three but I'm very happy to see that he is, you know, a guy like Nick Mardiner. you you were really high on Nick Mardiner Coming out last year he's he's in at number six. McLaughlin at 12 bossy like we said at 17 from the Calgary dinos. and Nick Weeb. This one was a, a bit of a shock to me. I know he does have Ooh. that NCAA pedigree, but Nick Weeb coming in at 15. No, I this, love is it. this is love well earned. This is Oh, it's well earned. It is well earned, but you know, it, for him to earn one of those four spots having arguably a bit of a quieter season last year. Little bit quieter. I'm not saying he wasn't a playmaker, wasn't dominant, but just a little bit quieter. But I love it. I love the Nick Weeb pick on here.
1: Yeah, no, Nick Weeb obviously is one of our favorite players across the country. Um, but to see him as, I guess, LB3, but Malik Straker ahead of him is is quite a monster as well. Uh, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm ready. Uh, I always am excited more, not from who is on the list, so we know, but the guys that are going to make the jump up. You'd kind of texted about a, a certain Golden Gale. That's gonna Gary jump Newell. onto this list. Um, I will say, Connor, where are your boys at? Where are the DBs? We don't have a single defensive back.
0: All the DBs were were in the 2022 class. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Someone will come All, out of nowhere. So many damn good DBs went in last year's draft. Jake Taylor, Jake Kelly, Brenton McDougal. The list goes on and on and on. But yeah jackson ford um yeah all the dbs the the answer to that question is all the dbs went in 2022 and and the upcoming dbs are not draft eligible yet uh okay kevin is there come on tk yeah fine tk is draft <sighs> eligible it's tough it's tough for him to like again like when you kind of and it, it does have to be done when you make lists like this like I would hope that that those making this list watch all the tape, but sometimes you can't, and sometimes they do stat surf a little bit. And with, with a guy like Kevin Kevin McTome, doesn't have a lot of stats because teams don't want to throw at him because they know if they do, it's going to be an interception, the ball is going the other way. So when you look at his stats, you're like, oh, he doesn't have that many stats. It's like, yeah, because nobody wants to test him because they know it's going to be a bad outcome for their team if they do throw at him.
1: <laughs> okay, uh, shall we move on Unfortunately, guys, CoolBet Canada is no longer servicing the province of Ontario where both of us are located. Ugh. So there's so no lines. There's, there's no, no lines, betting lines this period. year. We tried
0: and tried and tried. I'm
1: sure there are cool bet lines from available for outside the province.
0: We, we just can't access them in Ontario. You go to the CoolBet site in Ontario and it's like, nope, hold the phone. You're in Ontario. Can't let you in. So If you if went anybody- to Manitoba, you could do it. If any of our listeners not located in Ontario, check cool Bet for U sports lines and see them, please tweet at us tweet at us message us whatever you got to do we'd love to see it if there are U sports lines, we want to see it we tried really hard to kind of get something together this year just didn't happen.
1: Uh, with that being said, we're still going to bring you our picks still making picks and potentially for some games we'll say what we think the line could or should be set at. I think that's possible. I be think our so the makers. Yeah. Uh, there's actually football on tonight in Canada West. The Manitoba Bisons preseason and the Regina football. Rams.
0: Let's let's pump the brakes. It's preseason football for them still. Yeah. But there's football. It's good matchup. No, Good our
1: mention. our regular season sets up Friday. This Friday, Laval at the very or Connor. Shall you make the inaugural pick of the 2023 U Sports season? Doo-doo, doo-doo.
0: Do I clock. need to? Do I need to make a pick here? Is his name It's, Glenn? The, reigning, it's the reigning Vanier Cup champions? Are you kidding me?
1: Are Is you his kidding name Glenn? me?
0: Glenn? Yes. Glenn, okay. Arnaud, yes. Arnaud, you know. That's what's going on here. Arno, you know, we knows,
1: he knows. They are definitely going to know after Friday night's game. It's going to be Desjardins, Desjardins, Desjardins.
0: That's the pick. That's it. Enough said. <laughs> it's Laval. The Rouge Or are going to be the better of the Aor teams in this matchup. <laughs> That's the A battle. Et. I'm going with I'm going with red over green. I'm going with rouge over vert. I
1: yeah. like that. Okay. Uh, stick with the Rsec then. The second game of the week for them. Concordia has the week one buy. It's kind of nice that Concordia and Carlton were able to play that inner squad matchup to offset the week one buys. McGill making the return to Sepsum. Laton dress, six of eight in a pick in this preseason game. The Carabae, angry after going home early last year. The pick, it's Montreal. It's, yes, it's, you think they're going to reopen Sepsum, new field with a loss? No, no. This team is going to probably. I'm going to say three score win for this
0: one. I'm against that. I think this one could be closer than people might imagine it to be. I still believe Montreal comes out on top, but I think La is going to do some things to open some eyes. However, he's going to be faced with one of the most aggressive defensive fronts in the Quebec conference. That is going to be a challenge, and I'm curious to see how he handles it. I don't know if it's quite going to be three scores, but I wouldn't be shocked if it was.
1: Okay, off to the AUS we go, Connor.
0: I'll tee it up. We have the Acadia Axemen taking on the Mount Allison Mounties, a team that we very much believe has an opportunity to do some special things, has some question marks, but has every opportunity in the world to challenge X as we keep believing. Acadia, what are they going to be? That's our question. How do you see this game falling?
1: Uh, Daniel Bell, pick six, Connor. I told you guys this. You did. You did. I said it last week. It's Daniel Bell, pick six week. He's going to do it. Don't even bother trying to hide from it. It's happening.
0: If Daniel Bell walks away from this game with a pick six... There's a crispy county beer with your name on it for making this bold prediction. I went and got some oh great selections of beverages. There is a clean, crisp, refreshing Prince Edward County beard with Wade Zanketa's name all over it. If Daniel Bell gets a pick six this week, moving on in the AUS, I'm with you. It's, David, it's don't let mountains. me down. <laughs> it's the Mounties. The mounties in this one for me. It's the mounties in this one for you. You got a lot more riding on this one than I do. But let's move on. Uh, Santa hold FX, on, X-Men. Hold
1: on, hold on. Circle back for a second because I want to talk about the Montreal defense. You mentioned they're really ferocious. Nation lead in Saks Connor. And guess who is back? Nikki Farinaccio, who probably should be closing in on some JP Metris challenges for Theo Benedet this year. Um it's it's go time for him and this caravan defense. Their team is going to start with him and it's gonna go as he goes up front. Uh so yeah, let's keep going in the AUS. My aside is done. Now we've got X
0: hosting the Bishop Skaters. Again, another one where I don't think we need to spend too much time on. You know, we talked about this in the episode previous. This is a little bit of a different Bishops team. Baron Miles no longer there. I think he was, you know, a large factor in contributing to that defensive success that we saw Bishops have last year. Can they keep it rolling? Big question mark. X has been the most dominant team in the AUS for the last few years. I don't see that going anywhere like we talked about. A lot of their key contributors coming back, the Fanyol brothers, Zachary Kareem, Malcolm Bussey is still there. A lot of their defensive players are still there. I don't see this going any other way than a Sannefex win to open the season in the AUS.
1: I'm with you on this one. The bus gets rolling from Antigonish onwards. Uh, It's going to be a whole lot of Malcolm Bussey this game, I think. there's a couple offensive linemen that have returned for St. Effects. It's going to help anchor their point of attack. And with the bus behind them, they're going to get rolling early and often this season. So don't, don't be surprised if you see him as the AUS offensive player of the year through week one and two and beyond.
0: I 100% agree. All right, let's keep moving. We are in <clears> the, <throat> To the OUA, the largest slate of games this weekend, starting off 1 p.m., your Toronto Varsity Blues taking on the new look, Guelph Griffins? At least that quarterback, anyways.
1: No, Guelph, uh, this is going to be a different year for Guelph. I mean, they have brought in a bunch of new quarterbacks trying to compete for that lead spot. Janousis is back, so they do have a straight-up weapon on the outside. And as usual, they're going to be tough on defense. They're not going to get beat athletically by any team. So it's all about whether this team can move the ball, put some points on the board, and kill some clock, and give their defense, honestly, a break. Because last year, that defense logged a lot of snaps. Toronto, though, is a complete opposite situation. They are returning a lot of guys, Connor. And you know what? My man GM, the Toronto Varsity Blues, starting 1-0. They're going to be above 500. They're going to feel confident. They're going to push people around. And Adam Williams, Kinsale Phillips are going to dominate the pace of play.
0: Yeah, man, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And I think, to me, this is what separates you know Toronto from Guelph is Toronto – all things considered like you said they got a lot of pieces back but they have a complete team they have athletes veterans playmakers across the board guelph has you know we we talked about Janusis, but they also have uh brandon frigo who was the the lead league the league leader in tackles per game for the oua last year what's their quarterback situation look like we don't know they have a great running back in um is it isaiah smith you know are a few pieces enough to get it done against the complete team right now. That is the Toronto varsity blues. And I'm not saying that Guelph is an incomplete team or anything like that, but there's a lot of question mark. There's a lot of youth. There's a lot of, you know, young guys coming in, learning how to play OUA football, learning that transition from high school or stage or whatever it is to now transitioning into the OUA. So, this is a team of young guys versus a team of guys that have been around. And I I do think Toronto is going to come away with a, a season opening win in Guelph. All right. uh, Music to my ears that you're agreeing
1: with me on this one. Western York. We won't spend too much. time. Western. Uh, Yeah. Keon Edwards, (laughs) Keanu Yazbek, Evan Hilllock. I believe Savon Magnet Jones is back.
0: Robert Panabaker. I, I got Clay Bakers back. Group chat. I thought he was gone for some reason. He's not. So I did too. Keon mistake. Edwards told me uh in their preview. You guys
1: can go check that out on the OUA's site. Uh, that he is indeed back. And I was That's like, oh.
0: huge for the Western defense, by the way. Because yeah, he was up him there and Jackson Valenti. Finley are gonna
1: be controlling yes. that backfield and on defense, and it's gonna make a huge difference for them having those veteran players there as they're kind of moving never want to say western's a young team but they've lost a lot of really key leaders on
0: that team i think this is the youngest western team we've seen in quite some time and that's not necessarily a bad thing i mean you know we know western knows how to develop players we know western knows how to to roll guys and they're they're a deep team but yeah I, I agree with you this is this is one of the youngest western teams i can remember in in quite some time and i don't think that's a bad thing for western but yeah there, there's some youth. There, there's some youth. Nonetheless, they're coming away with a win in week one. I don't see this going any other way. Absolutely. And for the York Lions,
1: I mean, there's a, a whole lot of turnover from them. Uh, obviously, going with associate head coaches and instead of a head coach after the Craney firing or mutually imparting ways. Uh, I believe that this team just has a lot to grow from uh, but they obviously need someone to step up and take the reins on defense and be a vocal leader for the team
0: yeah and and the question is who is that gonna be you know they they did have a few players at the east west bowl this year they had alfred ole the receiver damn talented receiver had a a great touchdown um, at the east west they had um, an offensive lineman go they had nathan brennan uh, Jason Janvier-Messier, both defensive linemen. So, I mean, th- there is talent on the York roster, but I-, I do still have questions as to, you know, what are they going to look like under this new system? What are they going to look like under this new management? So, remains to be seen, and they got a tough test in week one with Western. All right. We'll keep pushing through, and there's a lot of games here. <laughs> Windsor-Mac. I'm Excuse actually me. very excited for this game.
1: Are you calling a Windsor upset in week 1?
0: Yes. Oh. No, explain. No? Mm, yes, yes I am. Okay. Yes I am. I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. I think that we are and again, we talked about this when when we were we were talking in the group chat today, but I think we are going to see a resurgence or a reemergence of the McMaster Marauders um, you know. Check it out on on the OUA socials, on the OUA YouTube page. We talked to Dan Bissett, the running back there, veteran leader. He very much believes that they've done a lot of work, a lot of growth, a lot of improvement this offseason. They have a, a damn talented quarterback in Keegan Hall now. They have veterans on the defensive side of the ball. But, but this is a Windsor team that has grown up together. And they also have a lot of veterans. They are also under, like, like McMaster, don't get me wrong, Coach P, one of the smartest minds in the OUA. However, Coach Cicelli's coaching staff at Windsor and the players that he has, has brought in, has recruited, has built with, they've grown up together. Last year, I don't think was an anomaly. I don't think that it was like, oh, wow, Windsor made the playoffs for the first time since 2014. That's good for them. Whoop-dee-doo. and Windsor's going to go to the wayside this year. I really don't believe that. They still have Danny Skelton, quarterback in their offense, who I think he had things to learn from, but I think we're going to see that progression this year. Two damn good running backs in Joey Zorn and Chris John, a defensive leader in Brent McDougal, and talent all over that team. This is a different Windsor-Lancers football team than what people are used to, than what people know. And I think they are going to hit to hurt this year And they're going to be able to do that with their running backs, with their defense. My only lingering question, and this was my question last year, and they did kind of shut me up a little bit, but how are they now going to not reinvent their offense, but get even more creative with their offense? We know they can run the ball, but what are they going to do if that is eventually taken away from them? Uh.
1: I'll talk for the flip side here because I believe the McMaster Marauders are going to win this game outright. What do we say Canadian football comes down to all the time? Do you have the coach? Do you have the quarterback? It's really football throughout the world. Do you have a coach? Do you have a quarterback? We know McMaster has the coach, Coach P. They have the quarterback, Connor. This may be their most talented quarterback since Cal Quinlan. This is a big-time player in Keegan Hall. They have a phenomenal asset on the outside in Jacob Patton, and they have a veteran backfield led by Dan Bissett, who's going to help them balance out the offense and help keep their quarterback upright. This, to me, is a team that should scare every single person with them on their schedule because McMaster is primed to not only win big-time games this year, but win big-time games for the next three years with this Hall and Patton combination. And it's going to be on display at home, a night game for Frost Week on the 26th. It's going to be a big stage for them. And I'm sure Coach P is going to have these guys firing on all cylinders. Nobody is taking Windsor lightly, especially after last
0: year, the way they almost even
1: shocked... The Ottawa Gigi's in the playoffs.
0: Post game. They had them on the ropes. They did have them on the ropes. Speaking of those Ottawa Gigi's, 4 p.m. game on the Sunday at TD Place taking on the Waterloo Warriors. Hit me with your picks. Mine's very biased. That's why I'm not going first.
1: Well, yours would be correct. Nick Chandron, Amiclar Polk, Ben Maracle. Kevin Victome, the Ottawa GGS Connor are full of Max leadership. They're full E-man. of veteran letter leadership. Yeah, Manuel Bogue Guion as well. Uh, this team is crafted with guys at each level who have played multiple seasons. They know what it takes to be in the playoffs. They know where they fell short, and as we heard in our preview with Polk, it's been player led motivation more than ever before to get beyond where they had gone have the, where they have went in the past two seasons they're gonna get a waterloo warriors team who's you know it's good travel to make they're probably gonna have a young team doing an overnight trip in week one that's tough that's tough 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 for a team that has never really taken a road trip as a group with all their young pieces ready to make a play uh we don't know who we're going to see at quarterback for Waterloo. Most likely Nolan Caban, but I feel like this Ottawa team is going to take advantage of their opportunities defensively, and they're going to have a couple splash
0: plays that really just put this game out of reach. I'm with you. I'm absolutely with you. It's not bias. It's not bias. It's just facts. I'm I'm excited to see what this Waterloo team brings this year. I don't think they're going to be a one in seven team again this year. I really don't. I think that, you know, Coach Burt has a good program going on over there, but I think there are going to be some growing pains. And I think one of those growing pains is going to be a long road trip to Ottawa to take on the GGs in week one. All right. There's our picks
1: for week one, Connor.
0: Oh, no, no, no. We have one game that we skipped over. Is it the one that we're going to be at? It is the one that we are going to be at.
1: Hell yeah. Queens, Laurier, Saturday, 3 p.m., Richardson Memorial Stadium with the Stu Lang Pavilion sitting there nice and pretty in the end zone.
0: What? I'm excited. I'm just excited. (laughs) Connor's giving me the eyes, and
1: I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, did I say something wrong? It is the Lang Pavilion. It is Richardson Memorial Stadium. Uh, Taylor Elgersma, Avery Scott, Raiden Thorne, Ethan Jordan electric offense of the Golden Hawks going against one of the best teams in the country at forcing turnovers at forcing teams to play left-handed. Yes. We're talking about Ashton Miller Lawson, who has been, I'm pretty sure the like top end of interceptions, the last two seasons he's played. Uh Derek Newell, Silas Hubert, Up front, they're going to make it a pain for teams to get passes off to begin with. This game is going to be exciting. It is Alex Freakin's first time as the undisputed one from the beginning of camp onward. It is not so much a question of, does Freakin have what it takes this year, as you've seen floating around.
0: No, Freakin is
1: one of the best in the country. Okay, They did not make it to the Yates Cup. Because he couldn't play. Because he could not play. Trust me when I say, this kid will not let you down this year. If there was personal, individual player props, he would hit a lot of the targets. They're going to run the ball a lot. But he also has all the tools to whip the ball around the park, even more so than we saw with James Keenan over the last few years. Freaking takes it to a new level. And they're going to show it this saturday at richardson keen
0: keen was a great quarterback he was he was an athletic quarterback he was wiry he could he could move the ball around but alex freaking has the same same legs stronger build stronger arm and you are going to see that on saturday at 3 p.m this is going to be an absolute Offensive display from both teams, two big armed quarterbacks, two very dominant running backfields.
1: Now, you better block Luke Brubaker if you're Queens. Yes. Because he is a one-man wrecking crew.
0: Ife and on you, man, can... you got to look out for him too.
1: Yeah, but Luke Brubaker can flip this game in a heartbeat. If he gets to freaking and gets to him hard... There could be a turnover that really swings the game. Um, Mind you, Queens has all their dogs back on the offensive line. So
0: uh, it'll be good for them. Two CFL selections. (laughs) Two of them. Theo Grant and Evan Florin.
1: Uh, So with that being said, there's our picks.
0: Yeah. Taking Queens in close one. Well,
1: Now that you've seen our picks and heard our picks, what if we put some wagers onto these lines? Would that sway your opinion at all? So I'm going to throw some games at Connor, and I'm going to make a line based off of what I believe are going to be some of the closer games of the weekend. Ready? Hit me. St. FX minus five and a half against bishops.
0: Give that to me and I would even push it to seven and a half.
1: Ooh, okay. You're bold. All right. Windsor. You
0: like Windsor in
1: this game. Uh Windsor plus two and a half.
0: I would take it. You would take Windsor. I think two, I think two. and a half. I think two and a half is a is a pretty fair line there, too. All right. Maybe even three and a half.
1: If it was McMaster minus, well, would you take McMaster at minus two and a half?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, I think it's, I think it's a good bet, either way. Like in, in this game, this game to me is going to be, for my money, anyways, for my opinion, my money, whatever. I think this could end up being one of the closest games in the U Sports slate this weekend. So. I don't think you're wrong. Like in this hypothetical world where the line is set at two and a half, I don't think you're wrong if you take McMaster at two and a half. I don't think you're wrong if you take Windsor at two and a half. I could really see this game falling either way.
1: All right. Uh,
0: now I'm going to give you
1: Laval minus ten and a half against Sherbrooke. Yes. Even though we don't know what this offense looks like without Kevin Mittal.
0: Yep. Like we talked about earlier in the week. And like we talked about on this podcast here today, quarterback and coaching, they got them both. All right. I said it. I said it last week. Arnaud Desjardins is the type of quarterback that will make average receivers look like superstars.
1: I like that. All right. Uh, Queens, this is the final one, minus four and a half.
0: Yes. Yeah, you'd take Queens on that? I would take Queens on that, yep.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, because we don't have any Can West. You know what? Screw it. Let's go Can West preseason line. Regina Rams <laughs> <laughs> hosting the Manitoba Bisons. Regina minus, mm, minus three and a half. In the preseason.
0: (laughs) Oh, my. This is probably the hardest pick of the week. Like who? You don't know who's going to play. Game starts seven. Are we going to, like, how many many quarters are we going to see Tachinsky play? I don't think we're going to see him play too many. That's why I put Regina's favorite. Yeah. How many quarters are we going to see, you know, the Regina starters play? Probably not that many. Um... Give me the road dog in this one. Give me the Manitoba bisons in the preseason with a preseason win. Huge. <laughs> if uh, this was if this was like a like a regular season game and you gave me Regina at two and a half, yes, I would take that. But right now in the preseason, when you have absolutely no, have no idea, idea. let's <laughs> F it. Give me the bisons.
1: All right. Uh okay. Well, those are picks. I believe that's all for now, unless you want to talk about the upcoming CFL slate pretty quickly. Montreal, Winnipeg.
0: Um, yeah, excited for this one. Uh Kalaros back, Fajardo back. Um, you know, Winnipeg is getting arguably this year's MOP back in Zach Claros. Marsh had a really good quote today. It was either today or yesterday, but something along the lines of nobody impacts a football game more in the CFL than Zach Laros. And I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that game. I'm excited to see these two quarterbacks come back and go at it. Nonetheless, I I do think this is going to be a nightmare game for the Montreal Outlets. All
1: right. Toronto Argos coming off a of bye to face the Calgary Stampeders.
0: Toronto's pissed, man. They're this gonna is be the pissed. one
1: loss that Toronto has on the season is to Calgary in a game that they
0: pretty much. I don't want to say choked away, but coughed up. Coughed up's a good word. Coughed up's a good word. I don't think they forget. I don't think they do it twice. When we're talking about MOP candidates. Chad Kelly also could be in that debate. VA. I was going match you bets, really. Take this in. Matthew Betts could be MOP candidate, defensive player candidate, and most outstanding Canadian candidate.
1: Imagine. That's a <laughs> wild one
0: to me. BC hosting
1: the Hamilton Tiger Cats. as BC, right? Yes. Okay, and finally, does the streak end? Yes. Trey Ford, Edmonton yes. Elks against the Ottawa Red Blocks?
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Here's hoping. Uh, but yes, no. it does. I, I think that's it. That's all for us this week. Of course, uh, stay tuned to the OUA socials for our game previews that are coming out. Uh as well, pay attention Saturday. We will both be at Richardson and enjoy the football until we get there.
0: Absolutely. And don't forget, don't forget, nobody forget this, because we are sponsored folks here at Canadian Football Perspective. Fox40shop.com, Fox40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. Seasons are coming up, fast approaching. OUA, U-Sports, high school, whatever. It doesn't even have to be football. High school sports are coming up across the country. Field hockey, football, volleyball, whatever the hell else goes on in the fall. Sports are coming up. You're going to need coaching boards. You're going to need whistles. You're going to need reffing gear. You can get that all at fox40shop.com. And while you're there, Make sure to use the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off your order for fox40shop.com, the worldwide leaders in whistle tech. They're always coming up with new stuff, always coming out with great stuff. Everybody remember the pandemic? Yeah. Sonic Blast whistle. Innovative. Innovative. It was huge. That's it from us. Enjoy the games. We will catch you next week. Also watch OUA-TV.